Welcome to episode three of File New Project. Uh, this is Ben Carroll, and I am here to discuss the ups, downs, and creamy middles of the creative process with Nick Sweeney. And um, uh, to give just a little introduction, Nick and I went to school together back in the day, and then we reconnected uh, years later and uh, worked together a little bit on uh, the CB app project. Nick is the one who designed and built the uh, the icon and much of the graphical interface for it. And uh, so that was, uh, that was one project that we worked on. But Nick has worked on a number of other things, including at least one book that I know of, at least one short story, uh, a lot of other projects, um, games and things. Uh, tell me, what are you working on now? Well, uh, thanks for talking with me, Ben, first of all. <laughs> um, I always have a lot of things in the hopper. Um, as you said, I write. I... Um, paint miniature figures mm -hmm. and I develop games and I've got a lot of different games in various stages right now the one that you're thinking of course is Kintoshi mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. uh, uh, that's really getting most of my effort right now oh great what's what's the what are the latest steps that are happening well every time I play test it I think okay the game is done mm -hmm. I just need to play test it a couple more times to validate where I'm at mm -hmm. and then I can start moving on to the next stage whatever mm -hmm. that is and uh, do you want to give a quick rundown of what Kentoshi is about like what genre sure. it is Kentoshi is a game of giant robot combat uh, I'm sure you've heard of deck building games right Kentoshi is not a deck building game okay. I like to call it a mech building game it kind of takes the concept of deck building and instead of adding building cards in a deck that you'll then draw from, you're actually adding cards to a template of your giant robot. Okay. And each of those cards uh, represents some different aspect of the robot. It could be the head. It mm -hmm. could be the torso or the power plant. Mm -hmm. It could be an arm. Um, there's weapons. There's uh, shields. Mm -hmm. um, and there are also certain abilities that you can gain to add to your mech, like Jump Jet, which is a feature that allows you to evade hand-to-hand -hand combat. Okay. Is there, a, is there a particular, like, game or set of games that sort of got you thinking in this direction? Some, some experience you had with, a, with another one? Yeah, years ago, I used to play this game called Battletech, which is... Uh, uh, Similar in a lot of ways. Uh, in Battletech, you build your giant robot on paper, you're rolling dice, um, and then you're fighting people on this large hex map. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it takes a long time. Um, it's not the easiest game to play. Uh, and... I guess my biggest issue with Battletech is that how long it takes to play. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, it could go on for hours or days, one battle. And it wasn't my frustrations with Battletech that necessarily drove me to create Kintoshi. But I really what it was was talking with friends and uh, kind of just brainstorming developed this idea... Um, of the giant mech and a play system that could be done relatively 
quickly. Yeah. So it's quick. I mean, is the game 20 minutes, uh, so, an hour? Uh, I was shooting for a 45-minute mm-hmm. play time, which seems to be kind of that golden period. Mm-hmm. Uh, but more realistically, it takes about one to two hours to get through a game. Mm-hmm. It's faster, faster with less people, because each person has to take turns, and that adds up. Um, but of course, you get more people, and it, it becomes more dynamic. Mm-hmm. You can play it with two people or as many as four. Mm-hmm. Uh, each additional person that you add to the game makes it maybe twenty to thirty minutes longer. So I've only played it once. I look forward to playing it again, and especially since I assume that, I mean, that's uh, uh, probably 10, 20 development iterations uh, in the past. So I assume that there's probably some significant differences. But I, but I had a, a pretty walloping good time. And one, one thing that sort of sticks out in my memory is the way that that round ended, which was, it was this sort of, I think one of the four of us had been eliminated, and... And the rest, it was like this ongoing battle royale. No one knew it was going to happen. Yeah. And then someone got the nuke card. Yeah. It was literally a nuclear weapon, and they dropped it and destroyed everyone. Mm-hmm. And and I remember it was such a, a sudden and surprising ending that like all of us like like literally we burst out laughing when it yeah. happened. And so I, I guess my first question is, <laughs> it was. Was that sort of entertainment part of your goal? And is yes, the absolutely still part of it? Well, I really, really love that card. Yeah. But in the course of playtesting, it was <laughs> getting used far more often than I had thought. Mm. Because it's, it's suicide. Right. You know, um, if you play it, your mech is done for. Mm-hmm. And... Mm-hmm. You're not, it's not assured that you'll destroy everyone else. There's mm-hmm. maybe 50 50 chance mm-hmm. um, that you'll destroy any particular mech by doing it. And I realized that, yes, it's a good card, but it's a good card in the context of having a much larger deck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it, it's something that I've taken out of the game as it is right now. You're thinking maybe expansion. Yes, it'll future. be in an expansion set mm-hmm. for sure. Because I do love that card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean that was uh, that was a, a, a truly funny experience. It was yeah. so unexpected, and when, when uh, I guess it was Dan who who, who played it, yep. and it was just uh, mm-hmm. uh, he was yeah. getting beat to hell, and he was, was like, just like, "Well, oh, it's time, <laughs> it's time to go nuclear." Uh, so when you're building something like this, when you're designing Kintoshi and iterating through, um, how much outside influence is there? Like, I mean, I, 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 I don't want this to be about the, the, the current presidential administration, but, mm-hmm. but like, you know, are, are you doing anything that's, let's say, satirizing current political situations or are you uh, uh, exorcising certain fears or concerns you have with the world when you're building a, a war game? Not really. Not in this case, anyway. I think that comes out more in my writing. Okay. Um, Game building, it's such a specific uh, game um, mechanism that you're playing with. It's fitting stuff in uh, kind of takes away from any timeless aspect to the game Mm. that you might be trying to develop. And now, I have played 
games that were definitely playing on the fears of the day or the whatever the political situation may have been, such as Nuclear War. I don't know if you've ever played that game. From back in the 80s. Yeah, it was, yeah. A, it was, a, uh, it was a, a Gijax game, right? It was. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I, I do recall that. Was, and that was a fun game that played very heavily on fears of nuclear war. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's pretty pretty explicit even in the name. <laughs> yeah, but I don't you know it certainly never made it into the mainstream or mass consciousness or anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so, so where is Kentoshi now? I mean, that's. Uh, that's I thought it okay. I thought it was done. Yeah, and it's not. And in fact, I had plans to go to a uh, gaming convention in Vancouver and uh, track down um, game makers, Wizards of the Coast, mm-hmm. whoever, and pitch it. I was getting all set to do that, and then I had a fit testing session um, with some very experienced board gamers. Mm-hmm. And it was a great game. It went great, and it led to a lot of really, really great comments. Um, now, anything that I hear, first of all, I want to make sure that I'm really open to hearing other people's ideas because um, that's the only way to really make the game super good. I can't have an ego and be tied into every single little detail of the game right. of my own creation. Right. So... I make it a point to write down everything that people say, even if I maybe disagree with it. And that said, I don't take every suggestion and implement it. Some of this mm-hmm. stuff is just stupid or right. takes the game away from where I want it to be. Like it's, there's always been um, kind of a theme of people who are really into games advising that I do such and such. And a lot of these steps bring it closer to battle tech, which is what I was trying to get away from. Right. Because I don't want that massive, um, six plus hour kind of tabletop game going on. I want something that you can play with a couple friends in an hour or at most two hours Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. um, and then move on and play other games that evening. That's cool. So, so you thought it was done. You did this play testing, you got some ideas, where does what's what's your next step with it at this point? Well, I'm I'm gonna put some new rules in play. Mm-hmm. Um, I one of the ideas that came up was something that I'd been toying with from the very beginning of the game, but didn't really have an idea of how to implement it, and that's the idea of sponsors. And uh, a sponsor is um, it's a card that. There, there will be a deck of sponsors, okay. and each sponsor will be a unique card that represents a corporation or a person in this fictional world that's getting built. That it's like NASCAR, you know, right. they slap stickers on your robot, right? And um, having them gives you certain benefits, okay? Um, or at least that's how I thought it was going to play out. Mm-hmm. And then I had the concept of pilots. Mm-hmm. And a pilot would be even better at giving you benefits than a sponsor. So I kind of threw that sponsor thing out the window. But um, one of the guys I was playing with said, hey, sh- you should have sponsors. And they could affect your victory conditions. Mm. And I thought, ah, bingo. That's mm-hmm. how I handle sponsors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it would be something that you can, if you perform certain actions or 
uh, whatever that I can think of, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when I'm doing it, uh, it will either bring you closer to a victory condition or someone else could do something that could bring you farther away from a victory condition, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on your sponsor. Right. That's cool. So I think it, it'll make the game a little more dynamic, but it's going to be, um, it's going to be some work yeah. trying to figure all that out. So do you have any goals in terms of when, when you want to do your next round of game testing or when you actually want to start heavily pitching it or, or releasing a, a downloadable, um, self printable free version for people to try out or something like that? <laughs> I've actually been doing that. I, okay. um, have a Google folder that I, uh, download the game in and friends who are interested can download it and print it themselves. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not ideal because a printed version of a game is never going to look as nice as a, a boxed set. Right. Right. Uh, so it's more useful for me as a method to get more input about mm-hmm. the game and the people's game testing of it. Uh, so I haven't been pushing that. As far as timeline goes, I really hoped that I could have pitched the game this past weekend at GameStorm mm-hmm. convention, but that didn't happen because of the game testing, and and it's a good thing, I guess. And the other thing that came out as a result of this uh, game testing was one of the guys has a uh, a nephew who's really into um, drawing robots, oh. interestingly enough. And um, so uh, my plan until the past week and a half has been use the images that I pulled off the internet for game testing, sell the game to a game company, and then you know take whatever mm-hmm. small royalties and whatever I get from that. Uh, and not worry about Kickstarter. I know you and I have talked about possibly doing Kickstarter in the past, but mm-hmm. it didn't really sound... It sounded like more work than I wanted to do. Right. I like developing games. I don't like marketing. Right, right. But it sounds like there's a but. But this guy also convinced me that he would um, do... He would work with me on the Kickstarter, uh, not for any part of the game, but because he's also developing a game and he wants the experience to Kickstarter his game oh, when he gets around to it. And yeah, and so my my game is far more advanced at this point than his is. His mm-hmm. is more... He hasn't even built any cards or yet anything for it. It's still in the concept phase. Mm-hmm. But so then with this nephew, you'd have access to uh, uh, an artist who's got a specialty that fits right. with your genre. Of and so if I could find an artist who... I like the art and they were uh, prolific enough to build, you know, these 80 plus images that I need for the cards. Is that what you need? Well, it's, I haven't calculated it out exactly. It'll it'll be more than that, I'm sure. But, um, a lot of it, a lot of the parts of the mech can be broken down off of one drawing. Mm -hmm. One drawing of a robot yields a head, a torso, um, two legs and two arms, mm-hmm. and those will can come off and be represented on the cards. I see. Yeah, that makes sense. And then there's a lot of weapons and other stuff that has to be drawn. So now I'm enthusiastic about 
getting some artwork and uh, maybe doing a Kickstarter. And that is, I can't imagine that it would be any sooner than six months from now. How does the experience of building a game compare to something completely different that you do? For instance, writing a novel. They're not really that different, I don't think. Uh, you're building a framework for both of them. There's the mechanics of the game kind of frame how the game is going to play out. And the, the outline and the plot of the story kind of frame how the story is going to follow, mm -hmm. uh, move along. Mm -hmm. So I don't feel like they're super different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that there's probably more potential for me to make money as a game designer than... A novelist um, what I have found uh, in terms of okay so I love writing it comes easy to me mm -hmm. but cranking out um, 120,000 words takes a freaking long time mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. I can write a short story in a week mm -hmm. or you know a little bit more with editing but a novel the one novel that I have published took me six years. Wow. Mm -hmm. So, and that wasn't working consistently, but nevertheless, right. that was a long time. This game from concept to the stage where it is now, I think about a year and a half. Is that right? So a lot quicker and it's mm -hmm. a playable game right now. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. That's cool. I, yeah, I guess, uh, I think about the, the process and I'm comparing it to like my own experience where uh, the, 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 the area I've been working on the most in the past several years is apps, right? Yeah. And, um, and I think about the different resources that are necessary, all the hoops I need to jump through, what needs to go into place. Do I need, you know, icons or, or images or do I need, um, uh, you know, a, a specific framework and, and if I'm coding and, uh, do I need to, um, do some, uh, type of uh, workflow testing and obviously bug testing you know what what steps do I need to get it through to the end and um, and uh, you know I, I guess uh, it, uh, in in a lot of ways for some of the stuff that I do I can I can kind of do it semi solo up to a point you've done the the um, the uh, Kentoshi Again, like semi-solo or mostly yeah. solo up to a point. And then yeah. but now you're talking about needing, you know, an artist needing, obviously you're going to need to source the materials and the, like the production of, of, the, of the, the, the board game and the box itself. I mean, what, what are the biggest challenges, I guess? What's, what, you know, what outside of you, um, you know, stands between you and, and getting it done? Uh, there are a few things. One of them, of course, as I mentioned earlier, is marketing because I really don't like doing that kind of thing. It's, right. It has no interest and I'm not particularly good at it. Uh, the other challenge is uh, dealing with people or things that are beyond my control. Hmm. If I'm um, doing the artwork myself, that's under my control and it'll take me a long time, but I can do it. I just simply don't have the bandwidth to draw every image for Kintoshi. Right. And so that means I have to rely on another artist. I don't know how to find an artist. 
Mm. I mean, sometimes things come along like uh, this nephew of the friend, right. but I haven't seen the artwork. I don't know if he's prolific enough to get it done, and I don't know if he has an interest. Right. right. Yeah. Um, stuff like that that's beyond my control is difficult and challenging and uh, draws out the creative process for me a lot longer than I would like. Right. Well, so facing those challenges, facing those realities, what what keeps you going on a project like this? Just because I love doing it. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. I'm a very creative person. And in everything I do, you know, whether it's painting my living room. Mm-hmm. Um, Which looks nice. That's where we are right now. Working, yeah, <laughs> working on models or uh, writing or anything. It's just something about the creative process just drives me. I'd rather do something creative than watch TV or uh, even read a book. I was mentioning to you earlier, I'd rather write than actually read a book. Mm-hmm. And I love mm-hmm. reading. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but it's so rewarding to be able to take, make something from nothing. Yeah. 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 It's a, maybe it's because I'm a man and I can't have babies myself, but <laughs> I don't know. But of course there are plenty of absolutely creative fabulously women. creative women yeah, too. Absolutely. So. Um, so you mentioned uh, another game idea, another sort of board game idea. I don't know if that's something you're ready to, to talk about, but uh, 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 do you have? Is there anything you wanted to to mention about that one? <laughs> <laughs> I have a few ideas. Yeah. Um, how much do I want to talk about them? Um, one of the ideas which I kind of like, but I mean, same for you. I know some of the apps that you've personally worked on, they're just kind of side projects. Right. Not things that you're, you really are super keen on getting out there for the world. Um, one of them is this other idea I had of uh, using a, a hex map, um, mm. and uh, I was going to call it something like Citadel or mm-hmm. Palisade or something like that, and you have a fortification, and you're trying to... Um, uh, send your armies out to go and conquer mm-hmm. land and conquer the enemy palisades. Mm-hmm. And your army can't attack or move unless it's supplied by a supply line. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so you're, tr- you're strategically trying to move your supply line all the way up to the enemy encampment without mm-hmm. having your supply line cut in half by mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the enemies. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one idea that I had. Uh, it's a fairly so simple game. It's a simple idea, but it's not something I've seen before. And not that, not that I'm a, a gaming aficionado, but like mm-hmm. it, it, it seems like it's more about like infrastructure building than just go and hack, slash, and, and attack. Oh, yeah. And that's, For sure. Uh, that's pretty neat. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a nice twist on, on, you know, what it seems like so many of the games are is like, okay, just get what I need and go in and kill and whoever wins first. You know, Ben, I think it may have even been a comment that you made that inspired me to even begin thinking about the game. Is that right? Something about, you were saying something about a game where you cut the head off the snake. Huh, or okay. Or something like that. I yeah. mean, those weren't, that's not verbatim, but... 
I mean, the, the thing I can think of that's in, in my mind, the most similar is, um, you know, I've been talking about this territory, this like real world yeah. territory based game that, the bivouac or whatever I was going to call it, where you actually like build a territory in the real world and you have to keep revisiting it to, to firm up your, your, you actually have to go to the locations where you've claimed territory in order to, to maintain it. And, and if someone comes and attacks that you lose ownership of it and, and lose some of the resources yeah. associated with it. And so like in the most abstract of senses, like when you described the, the Citadel game, mm -hmm. uh, I thought, wow, that's actually kind of similar. And I mean, again, in the most abstract way, because like it's this idea of not just doing something, but building something and maintaining it in order to allow you to do other yeah. things. And, uh, and of course, one's a location-based game on a mobile device, and another is a hex map with you know cards and dice and what have yeah. you. So it's all it's uh, the the connections are obviously very abstract. But, yeah. mm -hmm. And I I have another game that I have discussed with you by email, mm -hmm. which I'm really really excited about. And I don't really want to talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> okay, all right. Because the the concept is. Very simple mm -hmm. and very easy to steal. Mm -hmm. so. Understood. Understood. <laughs> well, and we'll we'll keep that as uh, fodder for a future podcast. Yeah. I mean, my my hope is to start with uh, you know a handful of people that I know and have close relationships with, and and uh, and am able to come back have uh, you know have recurring conversations about existing ideas, uh, where they are, where they're going, where they've been. And then follow up on them the next time, and then uh, you know build on the new stuff. Because I know that the next time that we talk, you're going to have something even completely new to show me. I so. sure hope so. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, thanks for chatting. Uh, Thank you. And it's uh, been fun. We'll do this again. Okay. okay.